you for joining me in another episode where we set out to learn more about cancer-related pain syndrome and and what kind of interventions are out there. If you listened to the first two episodes, you would have heard lots of presumably new information about how cancer pain manifests. So today we are going to hear about the following. What do we know so far about cancer-related pain? What type of interventions are there for me? What kind of pharmacological interventions are out there? What other kind of interventions are are available? And what are the barriers to adequate pain management? Let's begin with reviewing what we know so far. First of all, we learned that cancer pain is an important factor in almost all patients diagnosed with cancer. At some point in their illness, most of the people are going to experience some degree of pain. Pain signals that something bothersome is going on in our body. It can send information about the location or the growth of the tumor. It can tell physicians quite quite a knowledge about the disease. We have also learned that it can be scary or even debilitating and the way we perceive it can have a huge effect on how severe it feels. Our psychological and psychosocial factors have an important role on how we cope with the symptoms, so it's important how we manage our emotions and how our surroundings treat us and our pain as well. Cancer is also multifactorial, which means it needs more than one type of intervention. There are some important facts about cancer-related pain, which every person battling with cancer is entitled to know about. First of all, cancer-related pain can be relieved most of the time. This is why it's important to let your doctor know about your experiences, so they can offer a personalized treatment plan for your best quality of life. Secondly, Controlling your pain is part of the overall treatment for cancer. It is of the essence for your doctor to know about your treatment, how your treatment is working, and what kind of side effects are you experiencing. The best way to control your pain by getting worse is by preventing it. This is why it's important to talk about even the slightest pain you are experiencing from the beginning. Telling the doctor or the nurse about pain is not a sign of weakness. As it was stated from the beginning, pain is a very normal part of your journey and to make that journey more comfortable, everyone has the right to get get their pain relieved as best as it's possible. Addiction to pain medication is a common question, but if prescribed and taken correctly, People who take cancer pain medicines rarely become addicted to them. And in line with the addiction problem comes the question of being high or losing control while on medicine for cancer-related pain. It should be known that that most people do not get high or lose control when when they take cancer pain medicine as prescribed by the doctor. 
you should know that the side effects from medicine can be managed or managed or even even often prevented and lastly people fear that they could get immune to the pain medicine this is not how it works and because of this stronger pain medicine is not supposed to be saved for later in light of knowing these let's see what types of interventions are out there the aim of cancer related pain treatment is to improve patient quality of life by providing effective personalized pain treatment with tolerable side effects the american pain society acknowledged that both pharmacologic and non-pharmacologic approaches can be can have with easing the pain cancer patients injure. These two approaches are the pharmacologic approach, which means taking the medication found best for your pain syndrome. This can be either medication that you get over the counter or in some cases, these are prescribed by your doctors. The non-pharmacologic approach, which is consistent of two major types of interventions, skill training and education. These can be techniques that you learn and use at home to manage the pain you are experiencing. Let's see what we know about pharmacological interventions that are out there for us. The intent of treating cancer-related pain is to prevent the worsening of the pain. And this is done by medication most of the time. The pharmacological interventions are divided into three main categories, opioids, non-opioids, and adjuvants. These medications are prescribed to be taken regularly in order to maintain a constant level of the drug in the body and help with the pain. Depending on the, on the drug the person's drug and the person's condition, doctors give them in different ways. Some are taken by mouth, while others are injected into vein or worn as a skin patch. The medication your doctor subscribed to you could be non-opioid pain relievers. This can help if you have mild or moderate pain. Doctors also sometimes prescribe them along with other pain medicines for severe pain. These include non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, which include ibuprofen or acetaminophen. The medications could also be some medications that are commonly used for other conditions and be helpful with relieving pain, particularly nerve pain. These include some antidepressants or medications to prevent seizures. Thinking these does not mean that you have any of the conditions that are mainly subscribed to. They are only there to help with the pain. The third type of medication are opioids, or called, uh, that can be also called narcotics. They are often taken along with non-opioids to help with pain relief. We are going to take a deeper dive in these in our fifth episode, so please join if you are interested. Let's see what other kind of interventions are available, other than the pharmacologic ones. 
Coping with cancer pain can be done through cognitive strategies like focusing away from the pain or behavioral strategies like muscle relaxation in order to reduce the pain. These coping strategies can be adaptive like engaging in entertaining activities or maladaptive like self-harming behaviors as we talked about in the last episode. Psychosocial interventions are approaches like cognitive behavioral therapies, stress management interventions, relaxation training, educational interventions, and other experiential techniques. These interventions can be provided in different settings, individual therapies, couples therapies, group interventions, or telephone internet-based interventions. Psychosocial interventions, as mentioned before, can be divided into two bigger subgroups, scale-based and educational-based interventions. The interventions that are scale-based require the patient to have an active role and learn how to manage pain through behavioral techniques and change their interpretation of pain. In educational-based interventions, patients are provided with information about the disease, treatments, analgesic medication, and even effective communication regarding pain with the doctors. Education can be done in persons in as in-person sessions, inform, informa, uh, informative videos, or leaflets. The American Society of Clinical Oncology, on their website, recommend, recommend techniques to reduce your own pain, which could be breathing and meditation, distraction, imagery and visualization, using or using heat and cold for pain. They also recommend using specialists to help with the management of pain. These are called complementary therapies, like massage, acupuncture, biofeedback, nutrition counseling, physical or occupational therapy. And lastly, let's see what are the barriers to adequate pain management. There are four categories of these. First of all, societal attitudes toward pain management including the effect of opioid misuse. Secondly, system and regulatory barriers. Precisely because of the rise of the opioid epidemic, there have been changes in how these medications can be subscribed. The third one are are clinician barriers because there is a lack of pain management specialists. And the last ones are patient barriers because patients may may be concerned about the meaning of the pain. They may also be concerned with how their medical team feels the presence of pain or the need for an opioid analgesic. And there are also financial barriers that can influence the access to opioid for many patients. This concludes this episode. Thank you for joining me in this one, where we talked briefly about the main types of interventions for cancer related to pain. If you are interested, I invite you to listen to the fourth episode of my podcast, where we are going to take a deep dive into proven methods to reduce pain in patients.